Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, that cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich. It's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. And that's exactly what I'm here to do with you guys today. And I appreciate you allowing me to create this ripple effect for you. Thank you for tuning in. You're binging. You've been sharing this stuff and you've been applying it to be able to make a difference in your life. So thank you so much. Hey, as a reminder, if you haven't done so already, go to YouTube, go to the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page, subscribe today, because not only do you get these great podcasts, but we are putting out videos every day, including little short videos that gives you some good snippets, gives you some good topics, and really help you further and expand your education. So go check that out and subscribe today. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double-digit returns on your money. And get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out Secured Investment Corp. Dot com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I've got a special guest today. I've got here Billy Keels joining. Billy, I think, is an amazing story just because, one, he comes from a background like many of you, right? He started working in the corporate environment. He was hoping to learn things about investing. And then he'd hear certain coworkers talk about being an accredited investor and stuff. And he would just nod his head in agreement saying, okay, that sounds great. But until he started to really study it and learn it, and then, of course, as we just mentioned, apply it, eight years later, he was able to become financially independent. Now he's living abroad, investing from abroad here in the U.S. and has a lot of different experiences today. So really excited to bring Billy on. So, Billy, welcome to our show. Hey, Chris. Thanks so much, man. I'm really looking forward to another conversation with you. So, uh, And I know that you're just adding value so much and hope to leave just a little bit of value for everybody else through my story. Absolutely, man. So help me fill in the gaps here. Like, Tell us more about you. Yeah, sure, man. So I think probably the best way to say it is I'm a guy originally from the Midwest of the U.S., from Columbus, Ohio. By the time I was 12, we'd lived to probably like three different states, seven, eight different places. My parents are both very blue collar. They worked two jobs most of the time when I was young and really put a prize on education, really were focused on me and my brother and sister getting really great education. I watched them struggle financially, and that was a little bit difficult for me as a kid because, well, I just saw them working so hard and their whole response was the harder we work, the more that we can make. But that's kind of a losing proposition at the end of the day. Afterwards, I went on, had two degrees in college. I got rejected twice from my dream job, which was supposed to be at Procter & Gamble. An A student, today I call myself a recovering perfectionist. So that was really hard for me to deal with at the time. And however, those two rejections from my dream job actually opened a door 
that really changed the trajectory of my life. And then I started working for a company right out of college that allowed me the opportunity to not only work, but travel throughout some 58 countries. So by the time I was 26, I'd seen so much more of the world than I had ever anticipated. And at the end of that five years, I didn't actually see myself going to a normal nine to five job because I was doing this like five-star life. I was in touch with Fortune 500 CEOs and things like that. So I decided to do a one-year sabbatical. And this was about two weeks after 9-11. And I moved to Paris, France. I was accepted at a university called the Sorbonne. And I was there. I wanted to learn how to salsa dance. I wanted to learn more about French language and culture as well. Of course, that was the first priority, salsa dance and learn more about wine. And I did that. I was really fortunate. And I didn't want to go back to the US. And I ended up having the opportunity to stay. I left Paris. I went down to the south of France. I got into the IT industry. And it was in the hardware side. I was promoted, moved to Italy, started up a sales team there, went back to France. And I'm telling you the story because one of the things that happened right before I left for Italy is I met this really wonderful Spanish woman. And so we stayed in touch. We were continuing to grow our friendship. And eventually, well, we, I decided to leave France, move to Barcelona, Spain. We got married about three years after I moved there. Our first son was born about uh, 14, 15 months later. I have a second son that was born about a year and a half later. So I kind of tell that story. I worked multinational this entire time, but I always tell people whenever you're going to do a one-year sabbatical, you have to be careful because that one-year sabbatical could turn into 21 years. It could turn into an additional three countries, learning four new languages, a marriage, and two children. So uh, quite a ride. That's interesting. I've never heard anybody say, I want to learn salsa dance in France, right? <laughs> <laughs> I needed objectives. I needed a new goal. It's funny too, because your transplant, kind of that sabbatical story was kind of similar to mine where... I moved to Utah because the two best world champion ballroom dance teams were down here. So I came to Utah. And of course, that's when I got married, had six kids. And next thing you know, I'm still here almost 24 years later, right? So go. it's that temporary <laughs> thing can definitely become permanent. <laughs> oh, yeah. As long as you leave your mind open to it and you're learning new things, you're curious and uh, you're growing, there's always that possibility. Absolutely. So tell us more about the investing experience. Like, how did that start to come about? Yeah, sure. So one of the things that happened as I watched my parents struggle, and I didn't know the difference when I was younger between investing and saving, because as I watched mm. my parents make really difficult decisions, like sometimes they were at the end of the month and they had to make, either pay bill A or pay bill B. We always had food on the table, so it was never a question of that, but it was just, I watched them struggle. And so when I got my two college degrees and then I started earning money and I started saving money, I thought I was investing. And then I was close to other people that were actually investing. And so then I learned the difference between savings and investing. And mm -hmm. one of the things that happened, Chris, is I was maxing out my 401k because that's what I was told. I'm an A student, a recovering perfectionist. I got really good grades. I listened in school and that's what I was told to do. And so I continued that in my professional life. Well, two things happened. Okay, actually three things happened. Two things happened. The first of the three things that happened, excuse me, was 2000. I'd been working for about five years, six years and the dot-com bubble happened. So I lost some of the value in my portfolio. But what I heard from the person that I had abdicated or given all of the responsibility of my own money was, don't worry, just we're going to do some DCA and you're going to be fine. Right. And I said, well, DCA, what is that? I didn't understand that. He said, dollar cost averaging. So it's kind of like putting the same amount of money every two weeks and eventually things are going to come back. I see you smiling. I know this ring, rings a bell because you're kind of anti that kind of stuff. As things went eventually, and he was absolutely right because things came back and things were working really well about six years earlier, seven years later. And then what happened was like in 2008, there was another thing that happened financially around the globe. And my stock portfolio at that time, or my, the value of my portfolio lost 33%, Chris. And so it was at that point in time that I realized that I had to do something differently to get in, like to take the control of my own financial life. And so I'd come across this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I picked it up, I put it down. And then eventually like a year and a half later, I 
finish the book. And so that took me down a track of reading a lot and I was getting a lot of knowledge. I was listening to podcasts. I was watching different videos and things like that. And I kept doing the things as a young father that I I thought I was supposed to do. I was rising up in the corporation. I was getting promotions and everything kind of came to a hilt. The third thing that happened that actually took me from theory to action was my oldest son's third birthday. Now, it's something I'll never forget, Chris, because on his third birthday, I woke my wife and my youngest son, who was one at the time, I woke them up early in the morning because I had to take a flight to Frankfurt. And I woke them up because I wanted to give my oldest son a hug and a kiss before and have us sing happy birthday to him. And when we sung happy birthday and I'm leaving the house at like six o'clock in the morning, like kind of my heart was torn out, right? Because I was leaving and I was going to be in Frankfurt for a business meeting while later on that night, my sons and my wife were going to be singing happy birthday to my son. And so I don't remember what that meeting was. And I don't even remember the dinner that night, but I remember that I missed my son's birthday and that changed everything. So I had to go from the theory that I'd learned to actually taking action. And so it was from that point that I wrote my goals down. I decided what it was that I wanted to do. And I started taking action, buying properties. I wanted to buy them here in Europe where I was living, but I didn't know that I was in a location that didn't permit cash flow. I wasn't sophisticated enough. I didn't know anything. I didn't have a network of people around me either to help me understand there's a difference between locations if you're investing in things like real estate from cash flow to appreciation. But one thing that to the next, I ended up through good fortune and friends and being a US citizen that I decided to invest tens of or thousands of kilometers away from where I live or thousands of miles away from where I live across the Atlantic Ocean back in the United States. That helped me solve a problem, Chris. And that was a problem of control that I wasn't having because I didn't understand the stock market and I abdicated that responsibility. I continued to do that. I kept investing in, in real estate and smaller multifamily and doing that from Spain, always back in the United States. And that was solving a problem for me. From there, I was looking for more consistent cash flow and, and I found out about passive investing. So I started as, as someone who was an accredited investor, but I didn't really know what that meant. I then understood that I could hand two, $300,000 to somebody else. They would do the work and I could keep working at my job where I was getting the highest return on my time. So I had the yeah. active income portfolio. I had the passive things that I was investing in and larger multifamily. I invested in development projects and then also started investing in ATM machines. And then at the same time, and then I'll kind of wrap things up. I realized that I was having another problem because I was investing in things that were deemed as passive income, not that I wasn't working for them, but the IRS says that they're passive income and that was extremely tax efficient. But because I was someone who was a high performer in my company, I was in the talent program, I was in the equivalent of the president's club constantly, I was still paying 40 plus percent in taxes because my earned income was really high. And so I needed to figure out a way how I could also see if there was a way that I could mitigate some of that and then use that to go and continue to purchase more passive income. And that's when I started getting into the energy sector. So real estate got me started. Doing it long distance is the thing that I was able to do. But most importantly, as I started investing in these different assets, they were providing me different types of solutions. And ultimately, the day that it was something happened with my father, I was able to decide that the big multinational corporation wasn't the thing that I wanted to do anymore. And so now I'm in more control of my own financial life and I'm in a position where I'm serving clients and doing something that actually brings me a lot of joy. I spend time with my kids nowadays. They're beating me in video games. Mm -hmm. And it's a much, right now I'm in a different place. It took me nine years to get here. I was actually redoing some of the math. It's about nine years to get to this point, but it started in a great place and I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've also learned a lot. And I feel I'm in a position to be able to do the things that I want, choose to do the things I want with the people I want when I want to do that. So hopefully that answers a question. Yeah, fascinating story. Well, you have a few minutes here, but what's kind of like the, Number one lesson for you that you learned, I mean, especially because you're investing, but not just in another state, 
you're investing across the pond, right? Yeah. I know we even have some international listeners too. So I guess the question would be is, what kind of lessons did you learn from investing from afar? I mean, was it a scary experience for you at first? Did you were you able to overcome that or even just say, this is a no brainer. There's nothing here in Spain. I mean, what was it for you? Yeah. You know what it was is it was really about someone helped me to reframe it. And I needed to take action because I'd done all the theoretical stuff and I had to go from theory to actual practice. Because if I wouldn't have done that, it was going to cause frustration. And what I didn't want to happen was like a third thing that was completely out of my control, another market condition. And then that really sidetracked my entire life and the goals that I, and the dreams that I had for my family. So I think it was really not wanting to have a third thing happen because I wouldn't have been able to really kind of deal with that. That's the first thing. The second thing, so there was always fear. I realized the information was not perfect, but when I started to take action, even on imperfect information, and then learn from the things that were not working, and as a recovering perfectionist, that was not easy for me at all, mm -hmm. but I knew that I would excel enough that, and just like most that are, are high performers, that you're going to get the feedback and you're going to start to adapt. And that's what continued to happen over a period of time and really started understanding the power of surrounding yourself with really powerful teams and teams that can help complement you on the things that you don't know because you don't know what you don't know. And I, right. one of the reasons that's really helped to accelerate things is really surrounding myself with teams of people that know a lot more about the things that I don't know about illegal tax operations, things like that. So hopefully that answers the question. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell us what you're up to nowadays. I know you mentioned a little bit about energy and things like that. Yeah. So one of the things that, as I mentioned, like I was always trying to solve problems and working to solve problems and usually effectively solving the problems. And so today, one of the things, as someone who was first generation accredited investor in my family, there were many times where I didn't know things. And so I also coming from an enterprise software space, I was surrounded by really high earning kind of performing type of executives. And so what I started realizing is that so when you're not someone, and I know your audience is very sophisticated. So when you're someone who's not a real estate professional and mm -hmm. you know that you're still paying 40 plus percent tax and you have seen all of the other ways that are there, it, the idea was, how can I go about mitigating some of that, being able to release some of that tax obligation to then be able to use in other things, right? And I'm obviously not giving anybody any kind of tax advice or any that kind of stuff. I'm just sharing a story that you talked and that's why people need to have mm -hmm. their own advisors. But when I realized that that was a significant enough challenge for me and also what that meant for me ultimately by being able to or release some of that tax obligation is I could do things that I wanted to do. And so the company today is really focused on helping those that are accredited investors that typically are not real estate professionals that are looking for another vehicle to help them to get to their destination. We're doing that through the energy sector. And specifically what this opportunity does is it helps those that have issues or high tax obligations with earned income and being able to help them with earned income and also creating consistent conservative returns moving forward. So, and usually, like I said, it was, I was surrounded by initially a lot of software sales professionals. Now we have clients that are in professional sports organizations and doctors, mm -hmm. lawyers, business owners. So hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people know that in the energy sector, you can get a huge deduction off of whatever you invest. Plus there's even a little bit of backend tax managers too. So really cool. And when you get to see that work in your favor, especially if it's something that's done where they minimize the risk and kind of yeah. remove a lot of the speculation out of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I know that there's a lot of things that are, you can do exploration, things like that. It's not mm -hmm. in that similar type of a space, but it's more of a conservative thing. And so, it, but the idea is to be able to help people that are looking for an additional vehicle, right. 
There are so many different vehicles that can help us get to our destinations. And I, that's one of the things I really enjoy about what you talk about in your philosophy, Chris, is to really understand what is the right tool for the job or what's the right vehicle to get you to the destination. And I'm a big believer in that there are multiple different ways to do that because each and every one of us are different with different backgrounds and different education levels and different desires. And we want to get there sooner or later. And it's about finding the right vehicle. Absolutely. Well, Billy, I appreciate your time today. It's been awesome. If people want to follow you, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah. So the best way to follow is to go to firstgencp.com. You can find out more about what we're doing there. There's a lot of ways to get in touch. There's a contact page. There's an invest page. But firstgencp.com, I think, is the first place. I also like to connect with people in LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of my favorite places to be. I think I'm the only Billy Keels in Barcelona, Spain. And I'd love to connect with people there. And also, you talked about it earlier. You were an awesome, amazing guest on episode 174 of the Going Long podcast. And so you want to check out some of the knowledge bombs that Chris was sharing over there. Episode 174 on the Going Long podcast with Billy Keels. Those are, I think, the best ways to contact me. Awesome, Billy. Really appreciate it. And again, great information. And we'll be sure to put that in the show notes so we can have everybody follow along in case they're driving. We don't want them pulling over or crashing because they're trying to write no, this down. All. So yeah, I really appreciate your time today and great information. I love the story and the journey because that's, I think, very similar to what many people listening right now are hearing for themselves, right? And how they can really personalize that to them. Yeah. Thank so, you, Chris. Again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And everybody else, again, it's one thing to hear this stuff. It's another thing to do it. Again, take this information for what it's worth and find ways to apply it in your own life. Remember, go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week, and we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.